0: Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Wednesday, the 3rd of October, 2018. Thank you for joining me, joining us today. I am Edwin Frondozo. Um, for those who are new to the show, the Business Leadership Podcast Live, it's, a, it's like a live call in a radio show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by State Farm Canada. Many of you in our audience are business owners and entrepreneurs, just like your local State Farm agents. So when it's time to renew your business policy or review the coverage that you have, it's worth it to reach out to State Farm. To find an agent, please visit statefarmagent.ca. State Farm Canada is becoming Desjardins Insurance, The the same great agents backed by Desjardins. Again, thank you joining i'm really excited to introduce my co-host today uh her name is sarah mcvano mcvannell um sarah amazing person i got introduced to her and she was able to to really just take the call and join me today to, to jump on it she is a professional um, speaker i think she helps leaders leverage and the exponential power of recognition to, to help them retain the top talent that they have In there. And with that in mind, we thought it would be a great topic to talk about. A great topic is to talk about it and and why leaders need to leverage recognition to to really keep and retain the top talent in our current um, talent shortage uh, today. Um, I'm really excited to do this. I mean, one reason, for one, some people who may may not know I, I was actually a recruiter in the in a past lifetime so i know the the pains of finding top talent and the cost it takes to to really bring folks into the fold so it's definitely a challenge for everyone out there um just want to make sure if you are listening to us live i'd uh, love to hear if you have any questions you could type it directly into the browser if you have any um, specific stories about uh or success stories of how you retain Top talents in your company would love for you to actually just join us live. Um, you could hit the button to join the conversation directly in the browser, um, and that would be amazing. Sarah, welcome. Hey. how are, How are you doing today?
1: I'm awesome. I'm talking about recognition with you, so this is like hashtag great day.
0: hashtag Hump Day or hashtag great, great day. Great hump. Great hump day. Great but hump it day. Is
1: Wednesday, so I guess technically it is Hump Day too. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. For sure, for sure, and and thank you again uh, for really taking the time out of uh, out of your busy hectic week. I had had someone who was scheduled today, and Sarah got introduced to me by by, by an amazing common friend of ours mm-hmm. uh, who who is out who's out in Chicago doing a keynote speech. So so uh, so this is great. I'm excited, and, and it was a topic that that sort of hit home to me right away. So I was like, "Yo, let's do this." Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sarah let's just jump into it. Why do you, why is recognition essential for all leaders to practice today?
1: Well as you keyed it up and I I think it's really cool that you experienced this right for yourself as a recruiter. Um organizations no matter what industry they're really struggling to be able to recruit amazing people um tech and healthcare in particular they seem to have the biggest shortages globally and even if you're not in those industries i'm sure we've all felt the pain of when your best person goes you're like no how could how could you leave us you know and and um it costs so much money to recruit and onboard people and train them that It's costing people a ton of money, not to mention chipping away at great culture, disappointing clients, and sometimes not even allowing organizations to deliver on their targets. So, a lot of people don't realize just how powerful recognition can be to retain those great people. Now, of course the great people know, but some cultures don't even ask their amazing people what they think. And uh, and that's perhaps a, one of those most important places to start.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's so funny. I mean, we're talking about recognition and I talk about it a lot in within my podcast and talking to different leaders, but why is it so difficult for some business leaders to to practice recognition is it is it because they're too busy is it the culture like what have you found within your practice and Mm -hmm. and when you When you coach or talk with organizations.
1: Yeah, that's actually, I'm so glad that you asked that question. I was just dedicating a whole week of my flash briefings. I have a, a flash briefing called forever recognize others greatness, which is my brand. And the whole week dedicated to that very thing is what are the common roadblocks and, and what I'm hearing when people approach me after a keynote as to why they feel like they can't, or it's not working well And there's a couple of key things. One is people are worried that will they be perceived that it's favoritism or it's not fair. And so they're hesitant to try just in case they get seen that way. Other people feel like, oh, well, I don't have a budget. And so really I can't do this right. Um, For some folks, they say it's just not natural to me and it's going to seem insincere. So why start? And Mm -hmm. really, it's, it's a lot of fear that's attached to these things. And what I share with folks is, First of all, start with what feels natural for you. If you're if you don't want to be all mushy and and smarmy, then of course then don't recognize people in that way. Just tell them <laughs> thank you and start there. And it costs nothing and you can do it in the moment. Um, you know, and, and if people think that that's favoritism to say, "Hey, thanks so much. That was really that really helped us out today." then I don't know, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with the haters because we can get really caught up in our own shorts about worried about what people are going to think or what they're going to do. But really what it comes down to is what's your intention? And so I'm I'm hoping the leaders, whether you're a formal leader or you're an informal leader, looking how you can influence your culture from wherever you're at, just remember that when your intention is to make sure that people know that they're valued, they're appreciated, and that to support them to do meaningful work, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that intention and people can take it however they want, but the majority of folks, the people who really matter, your top talent, they're going to respond to that in a positive way.
0: Yeah. And I guess I I was, it's funny that we're talking about this because I was, I was in a recent conversation about this and we were talking about, I don't know if it was specific recognition, but Mm -hmm. really giving feedback
1: Mm -hmm. or or
0: comments. Mm -hmm. To the people that you work with and it could be as simple as a pat on the back and saying great job in there like it does not have to take you out of your norm it's because mm-hmm. those little small things people remember that because it, you're going to change the way they feel right and mm-hmm. it's just like you when you speak and key that you know that um people will remember sarah is by the way you made them feel and do that stuff so as a business that i remember just telling them i think it was monday i was like. Have you ever just even went over and say, give them a pat on the back and say that that was a great job. And I think you just mentioned that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was a great presentation or whatever. Um, it, it does not have to be difficult. And 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 why are people scared, though? Is it just because they didn't have it in their past or they just think like, wh- like what's that roadblock or what's that mind block?
1: Well, I guess for some folks, they feel like, well, you know, I got I got this far and I was never appreciated and I, my reward's a paycheck. So, you know, what's the point? But, you know, we, we, you and I both know that the world of work is changing and that Mm -hmm. people are going to have anywhere between seven and 15 jobs in their lifetime. And frankly, your biggest competition leaders out there is not necessarily another employer it's people being able to work for themselves. It's the gig economy. 50% of people in Canada within the next couple of years will have a side hustle and that can transition into a full-time gig if they're feeling unsupported and undervalued and unappreciated. So, you know, there's a lot of competition, including for their own, you know, being able to use their own hustle for their own game. So, you know, people I think need to, instead of worry about, well, I didn't get recognition or that's, you know, I don't, I don't know how people are going to take it around here. I would, I would instead shift around and think, well, if I were building the culture that I wanted to stay in, that I didn't want to go anywhere. I, I didn't want my people to get romantic ideas about starting their own business. I didn't want people to start looking to see if the grass is greener somewhere else. What would I start doing now? Mm-hmm. And Then start doing it because who's to say that you can't actually create something pretty powerful um, based on, on, you know, a best hope or, or an ideal, not to mention, of course, there's probably things in your legacy and your past and your history that you've stopped doing or you've abandoned and people miss those things. What worked before? And that's, I'm a solution focused practitioner and I often say to clients is, Instead of you know always be thinking in terms of what you're not doing well, where where are the pockets of recognition working? Who are the leaders that people feel really loyal to and don't have a turnover crisis? What are teams doing where there's high engagement that's working? Be curious about that. Study it. Don't have so much ego that you can't learn from somebody else, and um, and see if you can try some of those things that that worked in the past or that work for other people.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, it's. There's a lot of things that you mentioned there, and and I think there was, there was, you know, talking about the gig economy. I, I did a whole show on gig economy, mm-hmm. and even how to manage people, and under you know, being okay that the people in your company have a, something on the side. I mean, that's a whole topic on the other side. And and mm-hmm. if you're listening and you have something on the side, I'd love to hear that uh, because you're not getting recognized, or maybe you are getting recognized. That's why the loyalty is there. But what other risks are happening when you? that may happen Mm -hmm. other than losing your talent when you're not recognizing these, these folks?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. And us HR folks, human resource folks, we Mm -hmm. get really worried about presenteeism. So people being on the job retired and when folks don't feel their voice matters and that they're just a number, then they start to act like that. I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but that is a very high risk. And when they look at studies, and you know, honestly, I don't have them right in front of me, but millions mm-hmm. of dollars are lost every year of people not giving their best ideas and their discretionary effort to their team and their organization. Lost um, innovation, lost continuous improvement ideas, um, issues around safety and risk that are that go unflagged because nobody's voice. They feel like my voice is it doesn't matter. So when people show up disengaged and on the job retired, they just show up in body, but not spirit and mind, then you lose the best of what people have to offer. That's a, I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's one of the biggest risks. In addition, of course, losing folks, one of the biggest missed opportunities when people don't feel valued and recognized is that you don't have an army of recruiters working for you. I mean, you talked about how you, you were a, a recruiter that had to bring people in, but the the highest performing companies that I work with. So for example, an amazing call center here in Ontario mm-hmm. and not everybody would think, Oh, a high call center. That must be a high performing organization, but they really are. And they don't have a really huge HR department. They have somebody who does HR as part of their role. And they're not, you know, it's not one of these loaded on eight, 18 other things. And that's kind of why they have HR It's that, they don't have an HR crisis. They retain their people. They don't have respectful workplace issues being that have to be investigated. And every person in the organization is a recruiter, without having had to have been asked to be a recruiter before a position even becomes vacant. They already have a list of resumes um, that they can they can weed through. If in fact, let's say they have a whole bunch of new clients added to their to their organization, so. You know, why why would you miss out on that opportunity to have your people be the the cultural stewards and the recruiters for your organization?
0: Yeah, I mean, I see that a lot in in the tech space, and I'm sure you you have plenty of examples. I mean, people really love not only maybe there is recognition and maybe there's a correlation. But there are a lot of people in the startup space who want to work for amazing and growing companies mm-hmm. that they're so happy to tell their friends at a dinner and say, hey, I work at so-and-so. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And then that may not even reflect that there's recognition in there or not. It just, it just so happens that the brand is amazing, right? So I, I guess the reason why I was bringing that up is, you know, people, and I, I heard this a lot when I was always headhunting, Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, why are you looking? Why are you doing this? Uh, they're like, Oh, you know what? My boss was this. Uh, Mm -hmm. So do you, do you think people leave because really truly it's their boss Mm -hmm. or, 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 or is it something else?
1: You know, it's funny that you ask that because a lot of, I resisted that stat for so long because I just <laughs> didn't like that it's a negative people stat. Oh, come on, bosses aren't that bad. Oh, sure, there are some bosses who are, you know, old school management, but really and you know what, the research, I'm sure you've read the same research, Edwin, mm-hmm. it does show that the number one reason people leave a position is because of a boss not the organization. Now organization is next. And so, you know, if you, let's say are dumping toxic waste into the water body that your family, you know, you know, would like to swim in if it weren't so toxic, you know, of course you got bigger issues on your hands, but, um, no, the number one reason thirty percent of people say in their exit interviews that the reason why they're leaving is because of their boss, and bosses out there listening to this, please don't think that we're criticizing you because probably you're the converted. You're the ones that people want to stay and they're super loyal to. And, and all it's not problem-
0: an and it's not an easy job. Like we it's understand. Not, thank <laughs> you for
1: saying that. It's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. So- Sometimes it's
0: Sometimes it's a thankless job too, right?
1: It can. And you know what? And that's, thank you for saying that. Because one of the things that I try to talk with my audiences is about is, does your boss get acknowledged and recognized? You know, I just on Friday spoke for a group of OR nurses. And these are amazing people. I mean, so talented. They're, I mean, they're on their feet. They're, they're in a dark room. Often in the basement is where these ORs are. They're, they're, you know, hunt, hunched over They're instruments for hours at a time. It's emotionally, physically taxing work.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: these folks were just hungry for all of the ideas that I had available. And one of them that I shared with them is it, for those of you who are in a frontline position, when was the last time you said something positive to your boss? And they were so ready to do that, whether they love their boss or not, but they just thought, you know what? I haven't done that lately. You know, some people were like, oh, well, I tell my boss all the time. I, was like, I don't know how you do this job. <laughs> Way to go. So whatever it is, they were like, yeah, I'll try that. And the people who are, who are really in action that are willing to willing to really embrace recognition, they're willing to embrace it at every level. I'm willing to, to acknowledge my peers, my customers, my staff, my boss, the board of directors or you know our funder or our sponsor it's not just one place and here's the other thing edwin that i hope people take from this podcast yeah, is man. that when you also bring this home to your family that's how you get the exponential benefit of recognition when we don't recognize in my household things have a very different atmosphere than when we when we notice those tiny little examples of the extraordinary that we take for granted in our ordinary lives and the extraordinary is happening all the time that we just have to be more intentional about finding it. So that's one of the things I share with people is that yes your boss needs it, but your kids need it, your the co- the person who makes your coffee every morning needs it whether that's mm-hmm. your spouse or the barista down the street. You know, everyone deserves acknowledgement and that's how we build stronger positive relationships and frankly, we feel good too.
0: I I was about to say that like when you give a compliment people love it you feel good I feel good when I do it um so so thank you for saying that if you're just joining us live um we'd love to hear from you what we're talking about is we're talking about um why business leaders why bosses management even yourself should should practice recognition not only to retain your top talent as Sarah was just saying but also just to better your life as well so if you have any questions for for Sarah or myself feel free to just type it directly into the browser if you have a story or even a, an amazing boss you'd like to give a shout out to or, or share a example of how they provided recognition to you or throughout the organization would love to hear from you and if you do catch this on the replay we'll definitely um, love to hear from you Sarah and myself if you have any questions reach mm-hmm. out to myself and I uh, will definitely get Sarah to Share where we can find more information about her. This is an amazing conversation. I'm really having a blast, Sarah. I mean, like I said, I, you know, I, I talk to many business leaders, I, I interview them, and mm-hmm. and we never get to talk about this type of topic because maybe it's something that is, is um, you know, swept under the carpet, right? In terms of whether the organization really has this recognition or does this. I mean, I always hear about listening and, you know, doing all that stuff, but this is actually. You know, no one talks about how bad it was that he lost their or they lost their head of sales or head of customer service and stuff like that. So what other impacts beyond retention does does recognition have?
1: well when I was writing uh with my co-author our first book we went to an engagement survey company called metrics at work here in Ontario and we asked them could you take actually a look to substantiate you know that question that you asked what is this related to what are some of the other variables that this could help with that frankly all organizations care about and need so we said you know like, they were just waiting I'm sure for some nosy blonde to ask to poke around their database of a quarter million engagement survey data points and um and they did find through that analysis of separating out the 20 least satisfied teams and contrasting them to the 20 most satisfied. So a real mix of industries and sizes and all kinds, but like really 20 least, 20 most satisfied with recognition. What also is related to that? And there was a huge, dramatic, statistically significant difference in things that are really challenged to impact. So one of them we just talked about, which Mm -hmm. is around satisfaction with management So if you want people to be, you know, more satisfied with your leadership, show them you appreciate them. I mean, it's not rocket science, but you know, it's, it's important to mention. The other thing is continuous improvement and innovation. We often Mm. don't think about how people being acknowledged is related to that, but it makes sense because if I feel like my ideas are valued, I'm going to offer more ideas. The other component was trust. And I've been an organizational development practitioner for over 15 years, and I do not have some magic bullet in my toolkit that instrumentally, magnificently changes trust because it's a huge, challenging, complex thing. However, we've seen time over time, just like that research showed, that when people feel valued and they are recognized on a regular basis... In a, an authentic, sincere way, they are more trusting of actually the entire organization, not just the person doing the recognition. Wow. It also impacts overall engagement, of course. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about at the very top of the call, intention to stay, which is the best predictor of, lack of low turnover. So, I mean, what business doesn't care about at least one, if not all, of those factors, really? I mean, Perfectly. I don't know. Do you have people who are like, yeah, I'm not interested in that stuff?
0: No, there's not. I mean, there's always an exception to the rule. And we're obviously not going to focus on that because you'll never know what people's intentions are at the end of the day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually, uh, sir, we got actually a question from a listener, uh, Kristen. uh, Kristen, what's up? How are you? Um, What she asked is great question is what's the best way for a peer to give recognition to another peer?
1: Oh, I love that. Kristen, thank you for asking that question because that's actually our probably our greatest opportunity to spread the exponential power of recognition and create a ripple effect. So the very easiest thing is as a peer, just start. Just start recognizing, noticing things. Um, those little tiny things that we often take for granted. If you're physically in the same office, you can leave a post-note on somebody's laptop or at their workspace. You can, you know, you can say thank you so much for doing that. When somebody does something you know for you or helps you or that you've noticed they do it for somebody else you can acknowledge it with specific words of acknowledgement um if you have let's say a stand up huddle meeting in the morning or you have a team meeting you could go to your boss and say hey let's spend let's spend 30 seconds or a minute just acknowledging some people that have helped us or that have made a difference and so you know you can try to influence um, peer-to-peer recognition by building it into your um, team gatherings and um, and regular meetings. Um, so those are a couple of things. But the other piece that I like to talk about is people gossip a lot in the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. And we often think of that as a really negative thing, but everybody's a gossip because a lot of people also resource gossip. In other words, they share positive things about each other, not just negative things. So I would say Uh, keep gossiping, saying positive things about somebody when they're not listening, when they're not present to their boss, to another peer. And it doesn't have to be all gushy and, and insincere. It can just be, you know, you know who really helped me yesterday is when when Larry jumped in and he said, "Do you need any help?" He was right there, and I know he had a lot on his plate, but he helped me. That was really helpful. And just mention it, and see, it's going to get back to him. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get back to somebody who's going to tell Larry eventually. And even if it doesn't, it's just it's it's a positive discourse to have. So those are just a couple of ideas. If you have a follow up question, love to um, love to hear yeah. it. Then. You know i just i think peer-to-peer recognition is probably the juiciest thing that we could really cultivate and nurture in our in our teams and organizations
0: yeah peer-to-peer and for me you know what i do and it's super simple is i, I buy a coffee yeah like yeah. like unexpectedly buy a coffee and know and know what they drink so yeah. you, could, you could look and really find out really how they drink it because it be, it could be special it could be a tea and how they take you in and say hey i got you this you know, just uh just thought I thought you'd appreciate it or however you want to verb- verbalize it. But uh yeah. that's what I do. And I <laughs> I feel good when I do that as well because it's just it's a surprise. It's not something that you do every day. Maybe you don't you, maybe you've never done, right? So yeah. Uh, it could be well, as simple I- as that.
1: And I love, I love that example. My husband actually just told me last week how one of his peers went to get a coffee and brought him one back and said, uh, I I know you said that you didn't sleep very well, so I brought you this. And he came home and he told me about it. So at the dinner table, we're talking about how he's been recognized by a peer. And although he didn't use the words recognition, that's re- really ultimately what we're talking about here and you had mentioned it earlier on how people make you feel when you feel valued and appreciated and that you matter, people have paid attention. They, they care about you. They want, want to show that they, uh, appreciate you. That's really what recognition is all about. So whatever the gesture is, the coffee, the verbal, thank you, the handwritten note, the,
0: the, um, the post-it note, note was great.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive or challenging or lengthy. It's, like how how much would you love it if you went back to your your cubicle or your office and there there was a little a post-it note that just said, um, Edwin, you're just freaking a rock star. Like you are you are a freaking rock star. It's like, huh, where did this come from? And then you can sign it or not. Like, hmm. It's like who I'd, who
0: I'd probably I'd probably lose productivity for the rest of the day if I
1: Okay, never mind. No, I'm
0: just kidding. I'm just, because it, it's because I feel so good about it. Right. I'll be like, oh, that's amazing. That's great. My, you know, my, my work matters, you know, yeah. like that's basically it. So but it will motivate me, obviously. But it's just like, you know, you have to accept that. that oh, thank you so much. But yeah. uh, this, this is an amazing conversation. Again, I'm, I'm really appreciating this. I love I love talking about these type of things and really valuing the people around you, the teams, mm-hmm. your bosses, the management, the executives, even your customers, right? Even, even, mm-hmm. even giving thank you to customers that are, have been a long time. I, I know people who are in customer success um, is, you know, this is really important. And sometimes we forget that as customers, because all of us have customers ultimately. Yes. So we, we may or may not uh, do that. So if you are listening live, we, we have a couple more minutes. So if you do have any more questions, feel free to, to write it into the box, uh, into the chat uh, comment section, actually, in the browser. Um, Sarah, what are the easiest, um, least expensive, maybe most sustainable ways leaders in any industry can recognize their their people mm-hmm. today, I guess?
1: Yeah. So, um, one of the other things that we found in that, that research was that 95% of people want a verbal thank you. Just simply sincerely oh. tell me, thank you. I mean, that's doesn't cost any money. It takes virtually no time. And 95% of people, I don't know what does the it, other 5% want, but you know, does, yeah. does
0: that mean I have to say it IRL in real life or does the, does, does, would an email suffice there?
1: Um, You know what? I think it's a preference thing. If you are not physically in the same space together and you can't get each other on the phone. I mean, you know, I, I did some work for a mining company that's a global company last year. They don't see each other very much, so you know if you're down in the mines together, and you're like, "Hey, thanks, buddy. That uh, that helped a lot. That might work." But you know, the boss who's head office in Toronto can't do that. So, you know, there are definitely times when you're going to want to tweak that based on how can you get that thank you to that person. So, I think it's probably more a function of the work arrangement. Uh, you you know, you had mentioned before around gig economy and virtual teams. And so again, those sorts of things, you may not physically be actually seeing each other to be able to say that face to face, but certainly if, if I'm in the same office as you, and I know that you could leave your office, walk two cubicles over and say, Hey, Sarah, thanks so much. That would matter more to me than if you emailed me that said, thanks. Yeah. So, you know, just sort of be conscious of your culture and your, you know, your circumstance. So the number one way is a verbal thank you. The second most common way people want to be recognized, 92% of people say personal specific words of acknowledgement. And that's in, in any medium. People are not necessarily specific to that. Now, there could be a bit of a generational component to that. So my kids love it when I send them a text of, of an acknowledgement of something like, you know, Hey buddy, I've just been noticing how responsible you've been with your homework randomly in the middle of the day. I think he's more likely to bring his homework home. You know Um, that works for him, but you know, for my mother who checks her (laughs) phone maybe once a week, I don't think the text is going to do it. But if I call her up and I say that, or I give her a big hug and I whisper in her ear that acknowledgement, then that's going to be more her thing. Um, so, so personal specific words of acknowledgement. Um, and then the third most common way, and again, still really popular, 88% or more people want a written thank you. Um, a lot of the time it's in a thank you card that tends to be how we think about it. But I even encourage my folks to, and, and in fact, when they hire me in a keynote, I'll give people kudos cards. Even if you just write the one thing you want to acknowledge about them. Um, And the the cards that I printed said, the greatness I need to recognize in you is dot, dot, dot. And then you even just could write one word. I mean, you can have these sorts of things in your workplace, ready to go and have a stack of them on your desk. And in fact, when I write a thank you card, I also put in some of those individual kudos cards that on each one of those things has one specific aspect of their greatness a talent, a passion, a virtuous skill that I want to acknowledge in that person. And then when they open the thank you card out spills these, you know, couple of extra acknowledgements and it's just makes it even more meaningful because that's different. So a verbal I love thing, that. I love that. Acknowledgments. Yeah. Written. Thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I need to, I, I do, I do rent not randomly, but I do try to send thank you cards. I try to put that in my own, you know, mm-hmm. in my own bucket of tools but i almost want to have these cards that to keep you know i get it's like a paid forward thank you almost yeah. for everyone that's great it is.
1: yeah and we actually um just launched these things called frog tributes so these are professionally printed compliments so we crowdsource my co-author and i crowdsource um by asking hundreds of people um what is the most important compliment somebody could ever pay you and from all of those answers we got, we came up with the 52 genuine compliments people most want to hear in, in the world today. And we asked people globally, not just not just in Canada, where we're from. Mm-hmm. And we came up with then We professionally printed them. They're actually um, in a deck of cards. And so that's that's the kind of like, you know, quality of them. And what I've been finding is that without people even knowing what they do, they've been loving them because they're like, Oh, I know what I could do. I could use these instead of the kudos cards that we had. That's kind of gone out of favor and people don't have any energy about it anymore. We could use this to reinvigorate it, or I could put this in my pocket. Cause it's like, you know, it's going to actually survive a few hours in my pocket. And then when I see somebody that that's deserving of this compliment, I can hand it to them oh. or you can put it in that thank you card. And it's, and it's visually appealing enough and it's, and it's kind of different that they're going to probably put that on their, their bulletin board or on their fridge at home or, you know, wherever you, you know, you keep special things. It's actually -hmm.
0: actually funny. I just wanted to not to interrupt, but it's funny you said that my wife, she she is my wife and she is a barista, which is great. And she has a really good work ethic, but the regional director, it's on a post-it note or or on the back of a business card. and, And it was like a recognition Betty, you are an amazing hard worker. Thank you for all you. She has it on the, she has it on our fridge right now. Uh-huh. See? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have to give that testimonial and a shout out to my wife who, you know, is an amazing hard worker, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And and that's, and and I'm so glad you gave that example because, you know, I, it, One thing I'm really hoping the folks on this podcast are listening to to this is that, you know, how broad your recognition reach can be and how you can retain the best people, including your favorite barista at your local coffee place. Um, (laughs) But also that, um, you know, we have no idea. Just how much we ignore people in those service roles. I mean, and it just now that I'm really conscious of it, it's become a little bit of a thing for me that every time I see somebody cleaning that bathroom in a you know, in a um hotel, and I've noticed that they've been there the entire weekend, that I've been there at this conference, and it's always spotless. And I finally found them. I pull out a little frog on a charm or a little squishy frog that I keep in my purse and I say, you know, I have to frog you, which either they look like they want to call security or they laugh and chuckle and it's like, what kind of weird thing is that? And then I'll say frog stands for forever recognize others greatness and the greatness I want to recognize in you is, and I'll specifically acknowledge what they take for granted as their job. But Mm -hmm. people need to know Those folks in support roles, those people who are caring, like your wife is caring for people all day long. And we often don't think of it like that. We think you're doing a job, you're, you're providing a a service and sure, but she's doing it with love and kindness and care and support. And for people who may be feeling a little battered and exhausted that day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone, if you're listening, please, please don't just keep this to your workplace. Don't just keep this to your family. acknowledge the people who are providing service every day because they feel invisible. Sometimes they feel undervalued sometimes, even if they've got great bosses, like your wife's by the sounds of it, your wife's boss. Um, but the <laughs> other people,
0: boss's boss, even who gave it yeah, to her. Which yeah, is, which
1: exactly. Is amazing. Which, which yeah. is great. And some people in service have that. And some people don't, but regardless though, unfortunately the general public does not always treat people in frontline oh. service capacities with respect, with dignity, Give them the time of day. If you would find, if you know, you as you're saying, you talk a lot about listening on this podcast and, you know, um, healthy workplaces and so forth. Help make their workplace health, healthy. Help make their world better by just acknowledging with a smile, with taking an extra half a second, by saying, thankfully, sincerely, looking into their eyes. And maybe even mention something that you noticed that's specific that they did. Like, wow, thanks for the extra whipped cream. That's uh. I'm my personal trainer is gonna be mad at me, but I sure appreciate it. Like yeah, have a joke yeah. at home with people. They will you'll make their day. Yeah, um, and and and
0: definitely I'll hear about it, especially. I hear about the customers or the people, the person, you know, who come into the to the coffee shop that, that that my wife loves because you know, you know, they made a connection and yeah. they're not they're they're seen as as people. But I, I don't want to keep everyone from our time. This is an amazing conversation, Sarah. I love that, you know, how we could provide a discussion that will help, you know, emerging business leaders, whether they're going into their first management role or, you know, they're the C-level and thinking about ways of changing the culture. I think this is a very valuable chat we had. And I definitely want to invite you an open door to have you, you know, come back, be a co-host again. And maybe we talk about specific things mm-hmm. uh, that, that you've seen and, and I want to keep that. But before I, before we end, I'd love to get any final tips. Uh, I know we had a lot of tips. You actually had too many tips, but But let's, let's leave the listeners with maybe one final tip that they could take away today um, to change or to Mm -hmm. recognize anyone.
1: So I hope that folks are really excited to um, not just practice recognition, but also get curious about the specific forms of recognition that individuals may prefer because we all have, you know, as much as there's common ways people want to be recognized we can also botch it up, such as publicly recognizing that person who's painfully shy. So mm-hmm. if anyone would like a tool on how to how to ask their folks, their top talent, how they want to be recognized most, you can go to my website, greatnessmagnify.com, and under cool stuff, which is just another way of saying free stuff for you, <laughs> mm-hmm. go on there and download the Recognition and Motivation Assessment and it directly ties, Edwin, to your comment around bring somebody a coffee. Because one of the things that we ask at the bottom of that is have people tell us, do you like coffee or tea? And how do you like it? So that you can bring it exactly how they want it. And they probably will be shocked that you've done that because they won't even remember they filled out that tool. So, yeah,
0: no, that's great. And I, I did put the link. Uh, thank you for sharing. So I did put well, the link onto the comment section below, but I'll, I'll just type and go to cool stuff. Mm -hmm. and uh thank you for that um i know you mentioned your website but let's just get it official sarah where can we find more information about you Mm -hmm. um the events you're at cool stuff or anything else that you'd like Mm -hmm. to share thank you uh katricia b for the 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 comment as well and definitely give a shout out to your barista
1: yes Yes. Um, so, folks, I—I I mean, I'd love for people to reach out. You may want a dose of recognition in your inbox every week. You can come to uh where we have a vlog and a blog, and of course, all the places where I'll be speaking um, internationally. But also, um, I have a free flash briefing bullet where a minute to two minute tip every day that people can subscribe to. If you have Podbean, if you have an Amazon Alexa device or that app. Google play. You can find it any of those places. And then it just gives you a tip, you know, for those leaders who are just like, well, I'm not quite sure how I can actually build this into my life. It's one tip every day. Um, and, uh, different ways for you to think about it as actually part of that broader people management strategy, um, and how to not just retain your best people, but also how do you, you know, retain your best clients, sustain healthier bottom lines, Reduce burnout and all of these other related issues that we talk a lot about in business, but we don't seem to have the these easy solutions. Recognition is pretty easy for us all to bring into our worlds.
0: That's awesome, and I definitely was gonna. uh, She may be listening, but I will listen. I will add it to Alexa the flash briefing because I do have. uh, I do listen to some flash briefings every day. Awesome. Well sarah again thank you so much for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure mm-hmm. and i look forward to collaborating with you in the near future
1: awesome thanks edwin appreciate the privilege of being on your show
0: awesome we'll talk soon the business leadership podcast live it's an almost uh, daily show so be sure to catch us every monday wednesday and friday And if you haven't done so yet, I do have a podcast, so be sure to check it out. It's called the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey and experience of business leadership. A new episode drops every Tuesday. You could catch it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.